Oh, it's Monday night. Daz is grumpy and the playoffs have been decided. Welcome to the Week 18 preview of the NFL. This is TDs and Threes. Smithy's here. TDs here. Smithy, we'll start with you, mate. How are you? Uh, considering the that Week 18's finished, it's probably a review, not a preview. But um, be a review. That, That's I'm why really Daz good. is grumpy, mate. That's where we're at. TD, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Just on the come down now after an uh, amazing you know, day of NFL football and no, on the come down now, so oh, that's twice. <laughs> and well, from Zach Taylor <laughs> to just the general public, the sexual harassment claims just keep coming through. Let's start with our reviews, fellas. Now we already crowned dazzling the king of the rookie watch, so I owe Jamar Chase um, nothing really because anything I can give him monetary wise won't mean shit to him. But given the contract he is on, Smitty UV Colin in the certs, you were up three this week, and there were some panicky moments. Yeah, um, I want to give a big shout out to the San Francisco 49ers who managed to come back and beat the Rams because that locked up the victory to me. So I've knocked Colin over, a man who is making, how much money was he making this year alone, Dazzle? Uh, I don't have the official figures, mate, but it's in the multi-millions. Yes. Yeah, so uh, someone who's getting paid uh multiple millions of dollars to talk about NFL on TV has been beaten by a kid in his middle mid-age 20s who works full-time and loves this game as a hobby. So he should be bloody ashamed of himself. Middle-aged kid 20s. Interesting. Okay. Uh, TD, were you nervous for the big fella? Because it didn't look like the, 90, uh, the Niners were going to get up. Jeez, we've had a shit start here. The Niners were going to get up. Do you think he uh, got out of jail for free there? Definitely got out of jail, but I wasn't very nervous for him. Um, <laughs> that is a man that just simply didn't give a fuck. That's I, th- I think I did call halfway through that game. Uh, 49ers are in trouble, and I didn't expect them to come back, but we'll touch on that later on. Yeah, we absolutely will. Let's get to the tipping. Smithy, I had a one-point lead over you, mate, coming in. We only had the two games different, the Vikings and the Texans are who I went with now. The Vikings got me the win pretty early, so I'm happy about that. But we almost went 2-0 and on the Titans-Texans matchup, mate. They almost got there. Almost got there. Uh, it would have been scenes if they did. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to Daz, who uh, shored up the victory in the tipping competition this year. Huge effort by him. Uh, made some very shrewd tips throughout the season and managed to just hang on despite my best efforts late in the year to make a comeback. It was that good. TD clapped on mute. <laughs> I didn't want, to, uh, didn't want to be too loud, but... Appreciate that, mate. Now, let's get let's get to the locks and the amount... The fact that we're going to have to invite some people to the Super Bowl party because there's no way that we can drink this on our own. Uh, Smithy, you locked up the Cardinals who lost to the Seahawks, so that means you went 10 for 18. I'll do the quick math for you, mate. It's a six-pack per incorrect lock. Eight sixes is 48, plus the three that you owe for a bet that we made in week eight. So that makes it 51 beers for you, mate. The wallet is uh, going to be tightening quickly. Might go uh, the hammer and tongs, 30 for 30. So that's only 60 bucks. <laughs> You've done well there. TD, you actually locked up the Raiders now. I don't want you to comment on that because we need to spend about 83 hours on that game, it seems, but you ended up nine for 18, mate. So nine sixes is 54, plus the three you owe for me, 57. You're doing well, mate, but uh, oh boy, that's coming out. I don't think we're getting any of the premium stuff from you. 
Uh, you w- wouldn't be, even if I only owned a six-pack, it probably <laughs> wouldn't be too much premium. But, yeah, shaky start at the start of the year, but I finished pretty strong in the lock, so that's all right. Mate, you did. Now, it is going to take many civilizations, many generations to figure out how the fuck I won the tipping and went seven for 18 in the locks. So that's 11 incorrect. That's 66. I owe Smithy six for I think it was the Texans-Titans game, wasn't it, Smithy? Yes. Yeah, and I think yes. I had a Cowboys bet with TD with three. So that makes it 75. That's <laughs> three slabs and some shitty cans that I've got in the fridge. Jesus. I am struggling, but winning the tips for Dazzling, that should come with some sort of prize. Why didn't we sort that out in the beginning? Let's get into the games, I reckon, fellas. Broncos and the Chiefs, 28 to 24. That was the win for the Chiefs. They pretty much did what they have to do. TD, would you agree? Yeah, the Broncos kind of put it to them. Um, and I think they had the lead for majority of this game and even coming into the fourth quarter maybe, but the Chiefs had a game-changing uh, defensive touchdown late in the game and they held the lead. And And with this win, they got their 13th straight divisional road win, which is just incredible. Um, and I know the teams they've been playing haven't been great, you know, the last two to three years, but to, to win 13 divisional games on the road, is it's such a big achievement and, you know, that's why they've been one of the best teams in the NFL over the last few years. Yeah, they definitely have. Smithy, are you? what are you more happy for when it comes to the postseason? The fact we're going to get higher quality football or the fact that you don't have to watch Denver for at least nine months? Yeah, probably the latter. Um, <laughs> I was so sick of them. And in the backlash of this game, uh, the Broncos announced that they are firing coach Vic Fangio. Uh, and they'll be looking for a different coach to go into next season with. I think this is a really good move. Uh, obviously, he showed he wasn't the man uh, to take this team forward. I think with um, a new coach, another you know, another sort of high-ish pick in the draft, hopefully for them, a top-of-the-range quarterback, they could be a serious contender next year. So um, the Broncos might be the island team of next year, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, I don't believe it. All right, let's move on. Imagine that. Oh, I'm trying not to. The Cowboys and the Eagles, Smithy, will start without the emotional investment for TD here for a moment. Uh, they did have some grey moments, the Cowboys, but in the end, it was the pure firepower that led them to a 51-26 win, which just seemed to take the piss out of anyone that was watching it, believing the Eagles could cause an upset. Yeah, it was sort of an irrelevant game, so I don't think even TD had an emotional investment in this one, to be honest. But um. Yeah, look, Cowboys put up points uh, again. Oh, they fuck have, me. Thanks for that analysis. They have genuinely beaten up on the NFC East this year. Um, and I think that's a bit of a worry for Cowboys fans because uh, obviously they went 6-0 and in the division, but then I think that left them going 5-5 five and five outside the division. So um, it's, it's sort of a case of flat-track bullies, I think, when they come up against a good team in the playoffs, it's going to be very interesting to see how they can go. Yeah, so they're now 6-0 and against the NFC East with a plus-minus differential of 96. <laughs> and outside of the NFC East, they are 6-5 and five with a six point. And five. They are a point differential of negative four. Mm. So, yeah, the, close. the flat track, yeah, you can't really quite. <laughs> hence the flat track my, bully thing might be uh, on the money, mate. Yeah, hence my point. Yeah, absolutely. Hence... That's for anyone living outside of Australia. You're not going to get that joke, but that's kind of the children that we are. TD, give us the emotional investment, mate. You get to see the Cowboys in the postseason, and this was a nice little rev up before the serious stuff starts. 
Yeah, they, um, as Smithy said, they sweep the division 6-0 and in the NFC East. And I think, um, oh, it's only the second time in Cowboys history they've done that. It's the first time it's been done in the NFC East since the Eagles did it in 2004. Um, you know, as, as much as you say the Cowboys are flat track bullies, I think the Eagles are just as bad. I think, what did they finish? Nine and eight or something like that. And they finished 0 and 7 against teams that finished with a winning record, which um, isn't good signs for them going forward. But I think if you told a fan of the Eagles that they were going to be making the playoffs this season, they'd be over the moon with that anyway. So you can't really knock them for that. Um, you know, I, I forgot to do the, the piss takers at the start of the show, but I'll, I'll knock them off as we go. Dak Prescott was at quarterback for me this week. I thought there wasn't too many um, incredible performances at quarterback this week just because of um, – well, there was heaps of good ones, but you just there was heaps of guys playing half a game or, or heaps of guys just like Jake from just making spot starts and, and kind of filling up the numbers. So, um, yeah, Dak Prescott had five touchdowns, which is a career best for him. Uh, he now has the most passing touchdowns in a single season for the Cowboys. He had 295 yards on 21 of 27 um, or 21 completions of 27 attempts, and he made some plays with his legs. So he's a quarterback for me, but that's all I've got on this game. I've just got to ask quickly before we move on. What, what do you is hate it? Jake from? No, what what is it with TD and Giants quarterbacks? First, it was Daniel Jones, and then, <laughs> then he piled, the he piled into our man, the stubby, and now it's Jake from. What is going on? I know they're a divisional opponent, but Jesus, it's been a beat down on the Giants quarterbacks this year by our man. Yeah, it has been. TD, write a reply. That's nah, just the first one that came up. For, believe it or not, that's the first quarterback that came to my mind over all the quarterbacks in the league. Jake Fromm came to mind just because probably of how shitty played today, but uh, that's all I've got. <laughs> I, uh, I, I I can't even approach that. Let's just move on now. We all got this tip right, fellas. The Browns did end their year against the Bengals, 21-16. The Bengals rested a few, as we know. Smitty, to me, this kind of sums up the Browns. So close to the playoffs, disappointing everyone. Yes, they've been hit with injuries, but if I could talk to the Cleveland fans right now, you're not the only ones that have had injuries. You're not the only one that's had injuries at quarterback. Hello, New Orleans, if you're listening, who still managed to put up fights more so than they probably should have. But it's a good way to end the year, Smithy. They end the year as one of the year's probably biggest disappointments. We caught on to the overrate early. I'm feeling pretty good. How are you? Yeah, it's one of the things that we nailed in the preseason. Um, and I'm sure we'll go back over our preseason content and uh, measure how we went in terms of predictions and things like that. But, um, yeah, they came up against the Bengals backups pretty much and they won. So what? I saw a report that um, Baker Mayfield is going to be sticking around in Cleveland next year. And I just want to get your guys' quick thoughts because this game was somewhat irrelevant. So that's a pretty big story going into next year. I'm going to open up the floor with Daz because I know what TD's response will be. And I think you need to open up with me while TD cleans his screen right now because it's just gotten a bit wet. So I'll let him apply the wet wipe to the screen to get that clean. But I think the question needs to be asked, look, if Baker Mayfield isn't having surgery tomorrow, then what the fuck is going on? Because... If, the, if your excuse to bring him back is that he wasn't fit, then get him fit. And the quicker way you're going to get him fit is to get him the surgery that he needs ASAP. I do feel like if he left, he'd star somewhere else because it's got that little bit of a storyline around it. But they're going to keep him. I, if they re-sign him to a big deal, then guess what, Cleveland fans? You're going through a hell of a lot more pain 
Um, the only problem is, is you're actually going to win and get nowhere as opposed to, as we know, we don't need to tell Cleveland fans that they've lost a lot in the past. So I don't think they're going anywhere. And if they couldn't win with this roster with Baker, even when he was healthy because they were struggling in the early part of the year, I don't see how they're going to do it. I don't know if his natural improvement is enough to get them through a Super Bowl TD. Yeah, uh, well, I, I think he did have the surgery during the week. That's why he didn't play in this game. Um, there you go. But I think it, it's all going to depend on on what kind of deal he's going to come back on if he is coming back. Uh, because he, I, I have said, I th- said last week, I think he deserves one more year. Um, but it just if the Browns are going to sign him to a five year deal like you're going to sign most quarterbacks to, it's probably not the right call. I, I, I think the perfect way to go about it is franchise tag maybe, um, or they probably should have um, accepted the fifth-year option. I don't know why they declined that. That was probably a big mistake by them because I don't think you you want to commit. You haven't really seen enough to commit to him for the future, um, but I think he does need one more year, but we're going to find out what kind of deal he signs. And I don't think it's in his interest to sign a short two- or three-year deal. I think he's going to want the longest deal possible. Yeah, I like it. Smithy? Yeah, it's a tricky one, um, hence why I asked it. But I think that the fifth-year option is exactly what they needed in this situation. Um, Why they declined it, I have no idea. Because if you're going to franchise tag him to see one more year, it's going to cost a lot more than what the fifth-year option would have. So uh, they're hurting their own pockets. If they re-sign him to a long deal, it's... It's really a leap of faith um, in thinking that he is the guy to take them forward. So I'm a bit concerned for Cleveland and what they're going to do here. Look, if they can somehow get him to come back on, you know, a, a two-year, $30 million deal, then good for you. You've, you've mm. done a good job there. But um, it all depends on the salary, I think. One more thing before we move on, because there are a few games that we're not going to spend a lot of time on. If he's not at Cleveland... So let's say he doesn't come back. Which team does he play for next year? Who's the number one seed in that battle? TD, I'll start with you. Just give me a team name and we'll move on. I'll say I'll say the oh, I'll say the Broncos. Broncos? Smithy? I'm gonna say Falcons. Oh bang. There we mm. go. Goodness gracious me. All right, let's that move on. Does you got an opinion? Um Dolphins. Oh, fuck no. Please no. <laughs> uh, my initial response was going to be Broncos, but I don't want to look like I'm taking someone else's answer. Fucking really like that answer that you gave, Smithy. I reckon if a quarterback gets rid of theirs, then he might go there. So Houston, maybe? Might be a good idea, but Davis Mills was good. Has been all right. Let's move on. Lions and the Packers. Not a lot to say here. Aaron Rodgers started really well. Jordan Love ended really bad. And the Lions end with a win. Anything else to add, TD? <laughs> no, not really. It was kind of – you kind of wonder how much um, the players and coaches know about other games going on because, as we'll touch on later on, the Jaguars had the number one pick coming into this week and with with them winning, the Lions had the number one pick locked up. All they had to do was lose this game and you don't know. Obviously, professionals aren't going to go out there thinking – Oh, let's lose this game. But um, yeah, it kind of makes me question why they went out there and and kind of competed so hard if they knew that they had the number one pick 
Um, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, but well done to them for winning, I guess. Uh, Smithy, because you know I'll tell everyone, but you and I have had discussions before about what I think about number one picks, so I'll touch on that in a sec. Let's get your take first. I think it's massive for the Lions. Dan Campbell will be stoked because this is the culture he wants to put in place. He wants the Lions to play hard every week uh, and always put their best foot forward. So even though it might have been in the franchise's best interest to actually lose this game, uh, the fact that they could come out and win and play so hard against, against what is a really good team in the Packers, the number one seed, despite who they may or may not have had on the park, um, it's always good to get that win and, and have that confidence going into the next year, I think. Mm. My, my big problem with this is the statistical borderline, well, I'll say statistical improbability of the number one pick being the best player in their draft class across their career. It's stupid. You've got literally a one in 200 plus chance of the number one pick being the best player in the draft. So why wouldn't you try and win the game? If you back your culture, we've said it before, if you back the way you develop your young players, whether they're pick one, pick two, or pick 60 in the draft, sure, the talent might be different, but the gap between one and two is not going to be that large. We know this from Trevor Lawrence this year. I know Jacksonville's been a shit show, but... You wouldn't say Trevor's been the best player out of that class yet. Now, he might end up being so, and I'll look like an idiot for bringing up this draft class, and I can live with that. But if you're going into a draft, which, of course, the NFL will be doing soon, the statistical likelihood of the number one pick being the best player in the draft class is that fucking small. It really shouldn't make a difference, and that's why I agree with you, TD. You're not going to ask players to go out there and tank to literally gamble a one in 200-plus chance of getting the best player in the draft class. So that's my little rant on it. Let's move on. Smithy, the game that lost you the tipping, mate, the Vikings and the Bears. Um, it actually came out in three separate – actually, I've got it here. Do I have the names? No, I don't have the names, so I apologize for that. But three different American newspapers say that Kirk Cousins has played his last game for the Vikings. Do you believe it or is it gospel? No, I believe it. Um, they've got rid of Mike Zimmer as coach, uh, like the Broncos, and I think I might have called this in the preseason, actually. Um, you might have, yeah. Well, We'll have to uh, we'll have to fact check that, and we'll come back to it in another episode. But Mike Zimmer is out as coach of the Vikings. Uh, I think it's the right move. I think he lost the locker room a little bit, um, and it wasn't a typical Mike Zimmer team. I think their strengths lied on the offensive side of the ball, whereas he's a very defensive minded head coach. Um, so it, the scenario just wasn't fitting him. So they moved on with him. I think Kirk Cousins could go too. The only problem is they don't have much behind him. Uh, Kellen Mond didn't show a lot in his playing time. Um, and they'd have to go to the draft again or a bridge quarterback. Um, could they bring back someone like Teddy, Bridge- Teddy Bridgewater? Could they be a buyer in the Baker Mayfield sweepstakes if it comes to that? You know, all these little questions. But they got the win here. I'm looking for the coach on the other side of the field to be fired as soon as possible. In Matt Nagy, I'm I'm like a kid on Christmas Eve. I, I just can't wait for it to happen. Uh, they didn't play Justin Fields in this game. If he was fit and healthy, it's one of the stupidest moves of all time. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to having a bit of direction in Chicago for once. And given the fact you've got emotional investment in Justin Fields at this point, mate, I cannot say I blame you. TD, we'll start with the Kirk Cousins stuff first and then uh, anything else that you want to add and then we'll move on. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know really where they go from here if, if they're not looking to go Kirk Cousins uh, next year. I think you know, I never really thought of Teddy Bridgewater going back there, but that seems like a bit of a fun kind of storyline that if he's not going to be back, will probably be done to death over the offseason. Um, uh, you know, as Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, is a different quarterback than he was when he was first there and obviously had that horrible injury that ended his time there and kind of... Um, you know, changed his career, I guess you could say. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to get anyone better than Kirk Cousins. You're probably just best to stick with him one more year and, and hopefully Kellen Mond can maybe develop and you can go with him the year after. Um, this game was, it, it was pretty funny, this game. I think the Bears were up 14 nothing at halftime or, or something like that. And they scored a touchdown that got reversed um, pretty early in the second half. So result could have been completely different if that touchdown counted. But the Vikings really turned it on in the second half and went out in a high at home. Yeah, definitely did. I'll tell you what, it wouldn't surprise me if they went and got like Tyler Huntley and just went, let's see what you've got. It just seems like a very Vikings thing to do, especially since they'd be going from one beautiful enigma to the mystery that is backup quarterback. Let's get to the Giants and the Washington football team who are set to announce their new team name very, very soon. Smithy, how is the island free agency going? Are you willing to make an announcement on if you've left the island, if you're opening yourself up to the open market? Because they have put a little bit of Fortnite advertisement to keep you around. I feel like that's the only reason they've played well. I did say that I'd wait until the uh, the name is uh, revealed to the public, and I stand by that. I also want to wait until the draft and free agency is done, evaluate the rosters and see who is being slept on a little bit. Um, it, I could be coming back to the Washington football team island, but uh, there's 31 other teams out there. So we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, they were fine. The Giants are bad. No surprise here. Yeah, pretty much. That's anything else to add, TD? It's not going to be a lot, I don't think, for this game. Nah, not really. I Washington didn't really have to do much to win this game. I think the Giants are, are kind of um, really happy that the season's ended now. Um, it was getting really ugly, especially their mu- last month or so. And they had a uh, moment in this game uh, in the second quarter where they were, it, the score was three to nothing. They had the ball, I think, on their own 10-yard line, mm. third and nine, and they, they did a quarterback sneak to um, get a couple more yards for the punter, which just made no sense in the final game of the season. You know, a result there, you ended up losing anyway. And I, I think they only scored seven points or something. Mm. Why not like try and get the first down? I, I guess it's only nine yards. It's not like it was third and 30. Um, so that was that was very questionable. But other than that, yeah, there wasn't too much to come out of this game. No, there wasn't at all. And if I can make an early nomination on where Smithy might end up in free agency, there's just something about the Jets might lull him in with a good draft haul that might make Smithy go, oh, I will buy some, and he might jump on the islands. So there's a little dazzling prediction for everyone. Let's move on to the Jags and the Colts. And Smithy, there are a few better feelings in sport than vindication. Is that what you're feeling right now? Yeah, I want the four for this one. Yeah, go for it, mate. I came out in the preseason and said the Colts were going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Now, was that fueled by the Carson Wentz injury? Yeah, somewhat, but I didn't have a lot of confidence in this team overall. They started winning games, and they actually convinced me for one week. It was after they beat the Cardinals on the road. They had a big win. Jonathan Taylor was going crazy, and I think I said these exact words on the show. The Colts are a good team. 
how wrong I was. There's been a lot of fraudulent teams in the NFL this year that we have called out. But this takes the cake, Dazzling. The Indianapolis Colts are the most fraudulent fa- franchise in the NFL in 2021-2022. This is the most embarrassing, disgusting loss I've ever seen in the NFL. Oh, boy. The Jags held the number one pick coming into this game, Daz. Mm-hmm. All the Colts had to do was win. Mm-hmm. And they get smashed by the worst team in football. This is the biggest choke job you are ever going to see. The Colts should be embarrassed with themselves. And I could not be further off a football team if I tried. The Colts are a disgrace. Well, since you can't be on the Panthers Island, there are now 29 teams that are fighting for your love. (laughs) I feel like, goodness me. TD, I can't top that. And I think we should move on. What do you reckon? Oh, I... Just want to touch on the yep. the Jaguars defense. They're part of the the piss takers this week. Um, they held the Colts to eleven points, and obviously the Colts they've been pretty high scoring this year. So say what you will about them, um, but they held them to eleven points, and that was well majority of those came from a garbage time touchdown, which was their only touchdown of the game. Uh, the Jaguars coming into this game actually had the worst turnover differential in the league. The Colts had the best one, and the Jaguars won the turnover battle two to nothing. Um, they had they uh, they had an interception. They had a fumble recovery. They forced two more fumbles. They had six sacks. And um, Aussie Aaron Gotsis, uh, he was great in this game, and he actually had a really good season. Um, and he doesn't get enough love down here. Um, I'm, I'm sure most casual NFL fans probably haven't even heard of him, or casual fans down in Australia. But he's yeah, he's a pretty good run defender, and and you know a lot is said about Jordan Mailata in, in Philadelphia and a, a few other. Australian NFL players, but he doesn't get much love. So you know, quickly shout him out. Um, Trevor Lawrence had his best game in this one, I thought, of the season. Saved his best for last. Had an amazing touchdown pass to Marvin Jones in the third quarter. And, and as Smithy said, it's such an embarrassing loss for the Colts. Um, the Jaguars fans, you know, showed up to this game wearing clown clown wigs and clown shoes and clown vests, just in protest of how their franchise has been run by. Um, the GM lately, who I'm pretty sure they're firing at the end of the year. Maybe he's gone already. But like, how do you lose to a team that's fans just rock up knowing that they're that bad? They're wearing <laughs> clown outfits as a representation of how the team's been run. Um, it's it's a horrible loss, and you just if you're a Colts player, you're a Colts fan, you're not going to get over this for a very long time. Mm. And I will say two things: one, it's been a mixed bag for Aussie NFL players named Aaron, and two. Someone needs to tell the Colts that defense isn't the thing around the back of your house that protects you from your neighbors, for fuck's sake. All right, let's move on. The Steelers and the Ravens, this went to overtime, and Big Ben's had a really mixed bag this week emotionally, TD. But, look, he goes out, well, goes out of the regular season, of course, on a high with a win here, and Baltimore are left sort of scratching their heads and hoping for a better run with their health next year. Yeah, this was a a very sloppy game. it probably was one of the worst games of the season, to be honest. Uh, it wasn't great from either team. As you said, Big Ben, he did enough. He made some plays towards the end. He actually had his seventh game-winning drive of the season, which leads the NFL. Um, and the Steelers only won nine games this year, I think. So seven of those nine wins, he had a game-winning drive, which is um, pretty good for a quarterback we've you know, been pretty critical of this year, but also given him you know, what he deserves, a bit of credit. 
Uh, coming into this game, I don't think many people expected either of these teams to to feature next week in the playoffs. And um, you know that that game we just spoke about, the Colts and the Jaguars. The Jaguars winning that game kind of opened the door for a lot of other teams. And I didn't even know coming into this week that the Ravens were still eligible to make the playoffs. But if they won this game, I think they would have come close to doing so. But uh, the Steelers just get in. And, um, yeah, I, I think we, we or not, not us, but a lot of people gave the Steelers shit for um, tying to the Lions earlier on in the season. Uh, but that was that kind of saved their season. If they ended up losing that game, they're not in the playoffs right now. So, um, you know, the tie wasn't as bad as everyone made out it is, and it, it kind of saved their season, I guess. It's cost the Dolphins a playoff spot. So on something else for me to hate Detroit for, uh, that sounds like I've got a thing, a lot of things to hate about Detroit. I really don't. Smithy, not going to be a game put in the Hall of Fame of NFL games, I don't think so. There's not too much to add, I wouldn't have imagined. No, it was pretty ugly. Um, the Steelers would have been on the edge of their seat watching the game that we're going to talk about at oh, the boy. end um, because the implications for them were huge. But they're in the playoffs. We'll see Big Ben one more time, and I only think it'll be one more time, to be honest. I can't see them yeah. winning a playoff game, but uh, good luck to him. Spoilers for the preview, but that's all right. Uh, I don't imagine the next three games are spending a lot of time on, so I reckon we fly through them pretty quickly. The Texans and the Titans, look, I was wrong by a field goal and I'll put my hand up. Still won the tipping anyway, so it doesn't matter. But if there's one thing I do want to talk about here, Davis Mills has impressed me, not just with his ability, and it's come to a climax, for lack of a better word, in this last game because I thought he was fantastic, but the attitude that he's had, I've listened to a few of his interviews Post game as well. He talks with an optimism, a realistic optimism as well, which is what we like. We could use some of that on this show, I think. But um, he's a guy that understands where he's at. He understands what he wants to get better. And if Deshaun is let go, I feel like he's going to be putting his hand up for a potential starter spot. He seems like the kind of guy I think coaches would love. So Davis Mills isn't going to get any love from anyone in the NFL media. He's going to get some from Daz, but the question I want you two to answer before we move on, are the Titans a big threat at the number one seed, or do you expect them to have the bye and then go? Smithy, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think they could be one and done, to be honest. Um, I feel like they're going to get Derrick Henry back and rely on him too much in his first game back. He's not going to be ready for that workload that he's usually accustomed to. And um, it's going to end up all falling on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders. And we've seen how that's gone a few times this year. Uh, and I think there's some really good teams who somewhat underperformed in the regular season in the AFC who mm. are chomping at the bit to, to make a deep playoff run. So I can see them being one and done. Bang, I like it, TD. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I feel about this Titans team. I think everyone's kind of underrated them all year and, um, and they kind of are a surprising one seed at the at the moment, but getting that by um, is really handy for them. I think uh, their run game has been pretty good, so um, it really is going to depend on how much they use Derrick Henry when he comes back, if he does come back, which I'm assuming he does. Uh, but you can't really rely on a guy like that. Um, coming off a foot injury, they're really hard to come back from, uh, especially in the same season. So I, I don't think they're going to want to overuse him, but they might um, be tempted to. It's obviously going to depend on on who they play in that first game and, and then where to from there. But I think there's a few other teams that I like a little bit more than the Titans, and maybe that's a little disrespectful, but yeah, no, that's, that's how right, I feel. 
Yeah, that's all right. That's just that's things said in therapy for five hundred, Alex. Um, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Falcons and the Saints. That really wasn't as funny as I think you guys think I was. But let's move on. The Saints and the Falcons. I want to give the biggest shout out to New Orleans. They had every excuse coming into this year to be terrible. I don't know why Smitty's rolling his eyes at me, but we'll get to that in a second. But they deserve all the love for the year that they had when they could have so easily gone, fuck this, but that's not the New Orleans way and the Falcons can go fuck themselves because they're entirely irrelevant and I don't have any more to say. Smithy. Yeah, the eye roll was because I wanted some credit for putting them in the certs, uh, considering it was the only game I got right. So, okay, um, so but that's- you, you give them credit then. No, nah, shout fucking out. Segment. Shout, shout out to the Saints. Um, good win. Uh, they put up a hell of a fight to get in the playoffs. Obviously, the Niners sort of spoiled that party in a game we'll get to soon. But yeah, really brave season by them. Uh, all the stuff that happened before the year, and their starting quarterback tears his ACL. Um, had injuries and COVID-related issues all around. So, uh, really tough season for the Saints. They did a great job. They should be proud of themselves. Yep, I think so. TD, do you want to reiterate those thoughts and we can move on? No, not really. I All wasn't right. as uh, <laughs> happy with their performance this year. But Hang, hang on. on. They were hit with a fucking hurricane. Their quarterback did their ACL and they were a result away from the playoffs and you're going, you know what, not really up to my standard. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, I mean, they, they beat the Packers, they beat the Patriots, they beat the Bucks twice. How do you not make the playoffs when you've got four of those wins? You only need to find six more against teams like the Falcons, the Panthers, uh, the Jets. They couldn't do it. So, I mean, yeah, I've got no sympathy for them. Oh, boy. Jesus. <laughs> Alrighty. Well. I mean, they they beat the Bucks twice in their last eleven games and went three and six in their other ones. So I mean they had the opportunity to do it, they're just not good enough. I can't wait until Saints fans come at T D on Twitter when the <laughs> Cowboys get bounced. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait for it. All right, let's move on. And I think that we can sum up the Buffalo and New York game in four words. Bill's good, jet shit. Smithy, anything to add? Nah, pretty much spot on. Uh Bills for the Super Bowl. Come on. Uh, well, that's definitely not happening. TD? Uh, ugly game, predictable result. That's my four words. Bang, there we go. Uh, let's move on to the Rams and the Niners. And the Niners, TD, you are, you jinx them. You then unjinx them. We thought you jinxed them again, but they hung on. It was an interesting ride for you. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a game that one of the only games coming in that kind of had big playoff implications and it was one that most fans are looking forward to and um, the Rams got out to a nice early lead and it kind of felt like it was going to be a bit of a letdown. Um, I think they were down 17 nothing at halftime and ended up coming back to win, which I'm pretty sure uh, was the second biggest comeback of the year or something like that. Obviously, do your own research there, but um, I think the Rams kind of went to sleep uh, in the second half. They still won their division, but they did drop to the number four seed uh, not ideal, but obviously they get a home playoff game, so it's not the end of the world for them. Uh, Cooper Cup, who I kind of had an eye on, um, breaking a couple of records. He just missed out. I think he, he fell maybe 20 yards short and um, a couple of catches short for breaking the single-season all-time record for both, which would have been incredible if he could have um, done that. And he had a really good start, just a slow finish, uh, which was kind of the way the Rams went on offense in this game. Um, I, I think their offense lately has been pretty disappointing. Uh, and Matt Stafford has, he hasn't been bad, but he's been disappointing the way he started the year. 
Um, and the way he's kind of finished the year, he would obviously not want it to go that way. But I, I think Matt Stafford has got a lot to prove in these playoffs coming up. Um, obviously, they they brought him in to this team to kind of put this team over the top. And um, if he can't get the same or can't do any better than what Jared Goff has done in these last couple of years, I think the Rams are going to see it as a bit of a failure. So. Dang, there we go. Um, just on Matt Stafford, it was his lowest second-half quarterback rating since the loss to the Cardinals in, I think, week four. It doesn't have the week here, but early on in the year. So uh, good effort by – well, not a good effort in this sense, but he's been good this year, Matt Stafford, and fuck me, I should have cashed out on that MVP. Anyway, that's a dazzling problem. Smithy, let's get to the problems that the Rams have got because this is a game that they absolutely should not have let slip. Probably not. Is um, it the wake-up call? I don't know. I don't think this game mattered too much for them. All it had on the line was seeding implications, um, which I don't think at the end of the day they would have cared about too much. The Niners had way more to play for, hmm. and they would have known that they had to have won that game, otherwise their season was done. So to have that, unless you're the Colts, that can carry you uh, to produce at a much higher level. Um, when you're actually not a fraudulent franchise. So um, the Niners probably worked off that and just had that extra gear to go to, unlike the Rams, who, who weren't playing for much. So I don't think it. I'm going to read into it too much. Um, happy for the Niners to make the playoffs, considering I picked them to play in the Super Bowl. So um, they're, they're at least they're eligible to do so, but... Happy for them. I think they're a good team. I think they're going to give the Dallas Cowboys a, a fair, fairly good shake in the wild card round. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, cannot wait to discuss that in the preview coming your way Friday morning Australia time. Let's move on to. Hang on, sorry. Also, just uh, Debo Samuel, uh, the piss taker for wide receiver, and Tyler Higby at tight end. Just so uh, yep. throw that in. Yeah, absolutely. Both took the genuine piss. Uh, I actually had your piss takers at the end, Teddy, which I don't know why, because last week we did it at the start. So you can call that a Daz fuck up and we'll yeah. move on. All right. Yeah, no, no, my apologies to you and to the fans. Uh, the Finns and the Patriots. Now, fellas, I am going to put something. I'm going to put forth that this is the stat of the year. Oh, I bang. A, I know it's a big call. We've had a few good ones. We have had a few good ones. But I want to take you back to 1994. Not one of us was born. Correct? Correct. Teddy, okay, yeah, correct, sorry, sorry. Yep. That is the first time the Patriots, uh, sorry, the Finns have swept the Patriots whilst Tom Brady was not on the roster. Wow. Bang. That's not the start of the year, though. Uh, I'm going with it. Just no. fuck yeah. I need to have something to smile about. I, I could I could go <laughs> back and I could go back and find about five better. Yeah, you probably could, but I need to I know, have I know. something here because we swept the Patriots. The defense played one of the better games it's played all year. And we finish half a game out of the fucking playoffs because we're the Miami fucking Dolphins. So, two things I want to point out in this game. One, any time that the Penguin does not do the Waddle celebration, uh, he should be shot. Just putting that out there. Um, if he was a seal, oh, we'd club penguin. him. But no, 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 he needs to bring it out. Right, the lift that it gives, I don't see blokes running to the end zone for any other team quicker than they do for the Penguin celebration. And number two, I now get, as a Dolphins fan, I get every single fan bar me debate on whether Tua is the worst thing with legs since the human centipede or he's <laughs> the best thing since sliced bread. 
and there is no in-between when it comes to Finns fans. So as happy as I am about the win, it kind of sums up the Finns season. Good enough to beat decent teams, not good enough to make the playoffs, and the defense was good, and no questions that were asked during last preseason are going to be answered before this one. So I feel kind of empty. TD, let's talk about the Patriots, though. Uh, do you think this loss affects them in any way heading in the playoffs? No, I don't think so. I think they probably came into this um, game knowing the only way they can win the division is if the Bills slip up against the Jets, which I don't think anyone expected them to do. So, you know, they didn't look good, but I'm not going to read too much into it just because I think that's probably the only, you know, they didn't really have any motivation um, to win this game, I guess. So they're going to go on to next week and, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs. Smithy, he's waited till week 18 to not hate the Patriots. What the fuck is going on with this man? <laughs> Bizarre behaviour by our man. Uh, <laughs> something, we've, something we've become accustomed to. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think the Patriots um, have got the right momentum coming into the playoffs. I think this performance sort of sums it up. They've been a bit flat. I think they hit their peak uh, mid-season and sort of on the downside. But... There's some optimism for your Dolphins, Daz. You've got the most salary cap coming into this year's free agency. Mm-hmm. It's not a great free agent class. Hey, However, I think I think there is some uh, pieces there that can really help your roster. And if you can nail pick 21 or whatever it's going to turn out to be uh, with San Francisco's results, then I think you're in for a pretty good year next year. Surely, correct me if I'm wrong, and I promise we'll move on, but surely you'd use free agency to fix the O-line and pick 21 is the best running back you can have at that spot. I don't think there's much going on on the offensive line from memory right? Um, because we're in the exact same boat over in Carolina. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think there's much going on on the offensive line. I would be looking to bolster the defense and maybe get in another wide receiver. Um, the Will Fuller experiment didn't work. Yeah. Devontae Parker is what he is, and the Penguin's a star. So if you can get a good wide receiver next to the Penguin, have Devontae Parker as your possession guy and Will Fuller as a deep threat and a deep threat only, then that's a good-looking uh, skill position group. I like it. All right, one word. Week one, 2022-3 season is two of the quarterback for the Dolphins. Smithy. Yes. TD. Yes. Ah, three yeses across the board. All right, move on. Sucked in Patriots. You can go fuck yourselves a lot of you. All right, <laughs> let's actually, one more thing. Why do you hate the Patriots, Des? Really? <laughs> that could be the stupidest fucking thing you've said on this show. Um, one more thing I do want to add. Duke Johnson's last six weeks of the season deserves a bit of applause. The fact Craig Reynolds beat him in a fucking piss takers segment is extraordinary. 117 rushing yards, rushing touchdown, and he is a fighter for yards, which... For a team that for the first 12 weeks of the year, their best run game was me and I don't run. So we're fucking struggling. So I want to give a bit of a love to Duke Johnson. We still need running backs, as we know, but I liked it. All right. Who's Craig Reynolds? (laughs) Who is he? He plays for Detroit. Let's move on. Lift that bloke. Haven't heard of him since. Let's move on. Seahawks, Cardinal. I don't think his family have seen him since, actually. But the Seahawks and the Cardinals, 38 to 30. This was an upset. Didn't see this coming. Are they trying to band-aid, this is Seattle I'm talking about, are they trying to band-aid something that needs surgery, TD, or does this win mean nothing and they still need to blow the joint up? Metaphorically. because, yeah, well, obviously, but um, they looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. But they nearly scored 100 points, I guess, in their last two games 
Um, this is, I'll do the math for you, pal. There you go, nearly 100. Um, but, yeah, this is kind of one of the only times this year we've, we've kind of said it's going to be a shootout, and it actually was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, like Seattle obviously trying to prove a point. Um, maybe Pete Carroll's done enough to save his job, unfortunately. I don't know how Seahawks fans are going to feel about that, but um, it, it just raises a lot of what-if questions about um, this team, you know, regarding Russell Wilson's in- injury. Obviously, he's um, been really good with injuries over his career and, you know, kind of what what happens to this team if he didn't get injured. It's going to be one of the good what-ifs for the Seahawks fans to kind of think about over the offseason. But, um, yeah, I thought the Cardinals, they started really well. They, I think they got a defensive touchdown on the first, you know, in the first couple of plays and just felt like this game was going to be all all them. But the Seahawks, you know, they didn't go away and they did enough to get the win. So it was good for them, but I don't know what their future holds. Now, Smithy, you know, or I know that you hate my puns. So set yourself up, Sunshine, because I've got a beauty. If they do lose, if they're one and done in the playoffs, surely the headlines all around Phoenix are Cardinals fell off a cliff. Surely. <laughs> You're on board. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that, that, that's that's great. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really good by you. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I do want to answer the Seahawks question though. Yep. And they definitely still need to blow the joint up metaphorically. Yep. Um, they beat a bad team last week in a shootout. Gave up way too many points to uh, the team they beat last week, the Jets. And this week, they've always had the wood over Arizona. Um, they've always been able to beat Arizona regardless of records. So um, I think it sort of doesn't doesn't give me much confidence in the Seahawks going into next year. I still think they need to make big changes. Mm, they played the Lions last week, didn't they? Or- oh, the Lions, sorry. Okay. I thought it was the Jets. Anyway, let's move on. Smithy. Worse. Now, if I had a said to you, if I had a said to you after you were three and O, and I know that you were a very realistic three and O Panthers fan, so I do have to give you credit for that. You knew that it had been a bit of a soft start, but if I had a said to you in the week three preview, Matt Rule is going to stay and Christian McCaffrey is going to go, would you have believed me? Not at all, <laughs> not at all. And that's um, the reality you live in, my friend. Yeah. <sighs> As you said, I was a very realistic 3-0. and I was enjoying it. I did really like what was happening. Um, But I also tipped the Panthers to go 6-11 and on the year. And I think we went 5-12. and So I knew we weren't going to be a great football team. Did I think we'd end the season as embarrassingly as we did? No. Um, we were unwatchable in the last six weeks of the year, simply unwatchable. Um, and the fact that Matt Rule is going to stick around next year and the rumours are we're going to trade Christian McCaffrey, which I think is silly because his value is at, a, at an all-time low. Um, his value was an, at an all-time high when we paid him. Four years, 80-something million dollars, which is just ridiculous money for a running back. Why did we ever agree to that? But we did that when his value was at an all-time high. He was one of the most valuable players in the league. Um, But now his value is at an all-time low. He's played five whole games in the last two seasons, and now we're putting him up for trade. So um, if he can get healthy, a team's going to get a steal. 
the only thing I've got going for me in terms of the Panthers is we've got pick six and there's two very good left tackle prospects in the draft. I think at least one of them will fall to our pick. And if we don't take them, I will be irate. And the second little glimpse of hope I'm holding on to is Matt Rule coached two college teams and both times the first two seasons were tragic, but that third season they made a meteoric rise and um, I'm hoping that if he sticks around for year three, he can somehow pull out that meteoric rise. Otherwise, it has been a wasted experiment. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, TD, this is normally the part where I ask you about the other side, but the Bucks won. Let's get over it because you need to dig your chompers into the absolute head fuck that was Las Vegas and Los Angeles. So the floor is yours originally, mate. Take it away. What the fuck happened here? Yeah, well, a game like this that just had so much and um, I'm sure everyone else is kind of still trying to put together what happened. You don't even know um, where to start in this game. But, you know, I, I guess I'll start with Justin Herbert, who, um, you know, I thought wasn't great for three quarters, but the fourth quarter and overtime performance from him was incredible. Um, he he looked amazing. Uh, you know, he made some amazing throws. I'm pretty sure he had five converted fourth downs um, in that last quarter alone. So that's just incredible. There's so many times it was fourth and 10 and and fourth and eight just to keep the game alive. Um, I'm pretty sure they scored a touchdown on the last play of the game, which was fourth and, and 21 or something like that. Um, and even the drive before on, on the first touchdown, um, they scored, obviously scored the touchdown. They're down 15, made it a nine-point game. And instead of taking the extra point, they, they went for two there and, if they didn't get that that two point conversion, the game's over. Um, it would have been a nine point game, and there wouldn't have been enough time for them to get the ball back twice. But they converted on the on the um, extra or the two point conversion, which I'm pretty sure they um, said that play he, he hit his fifth fifth option, which was just incredible. The offensive line did a really good job there. Um, I thought both teams had some questionable coaching decisions. The Raiders um, obviously up seven, got the ball back. Uh, needed to milk a couple of um, milk some time off the clock and pick up a couple of first downs and they take Derek Carr out of the game uh, and bring in Marcus Mariota who who had a run and then they gave the ball to Renfro. I just I don't know why you wouldn't have kept Derek Carr in the game there um, even if it was just to hand off the ball to Josh Jacobs who played really well and um, he was in the piss takers at running back for me in this one but he didn't even get a carry then either it was um, obviously the run by Mariota the run by Renfro and then um, a sack. So it was just, yeah, it was very, that was very questionable. And and then Staley, on the other hand, um, in the second quarter or something like that, you're only down three and he went for it on fourth and two inside his own 20-yard line uh, and it gifted the Raiders a free three points. They didn't do anything on offense and they hadn't been doing anything off on offense the last couple of drives. And he just, you know, they didn't, they got the ball back in field goal range. I think they had three plays went four yards and, and kicked an easy field goal, which at the end of the day probably um, cost the charges. And then obviously uh, the timeout call at the end of overtime, there was just, there's no reason to call that timeout. And it really, it changed the way this game ended. The charges probably are in the playoffs um, as we speak, if that timeout wasn't called, but I'm sure that's something Brendan Staley will, um, you know, be left to think of over the off season. The charges run defense was really bad, especially in that, overtime period um and we 
we kind of said earlier on in the year, it's going to cost them come the playoffs. And, um, well, this game you could consider a mini playoff game and it cost them in this one. They unfortunately didn't make the playoffs. And I think um, as a neutral NFL fan, the one thing I kind of wanted from this game was a tie. I think the playoffs would be more exciting if if both the Chargers and the Raiders made the playoffs and, and you can take the Steelers out, but it's not the way it goes. And I think this Chargers team is, is going to be another team you look at and go, what if? Because it, they're such a, a dark horse team. If they were to have made the playoffs, obviously so talented, but just not good enough to get the job done this year. All right. I loved every word of that. Smithy, give us your rundown, mate, because you had some frosty things to say in the group chat, and I know you want to get them out of the way here. Yeah, that Brandon Staley timeout is the most inexcusable coaching mistake of the season, and it's simple as that. It literally costs his team a playoff berth. The Raiders had no intention of kicking a field goal until that timeout was called. You could see it in the way they were moving on the field. They were in no rush to get to the line of scrimmage. They were snapping the ball at the very end of the play clock. What in his mind made him call a timeout? Was it muscle memory? Was it was it the fact that he was so used to trying to win games throughout the season that the thought of playing for a tie didn't appease to him. I have no idea, but at the end of the day, I am certain that the Raiders would have ran that clock out and been content with a tie and the Chargers would be sitting in the playoffs right now. So uh, it's going to be a very long nine months for Brandon Staley until his Chargers can take the field again because this one's going to haunt him. It's the worst coaching mistake of the season by far for me. And um, Chargers fans, the front office at the Chargers, they have every right to be seriously upset with this because it was a bad mistake. Bang, there we go. What a way to finish. All right, TD, you've been fantastic as always. Smithy, you can sign us off in your signature style. Playoffs around the corner. Cannot wait. Smithy, take it away. Yeah, well, next time we're talking to you guys, it will be playoff previews. So we are super excited for that. Uh, it's been a huge regular season. We're nearly up to a 1,000 downloads. So um, we thank each and every one of you for listening uh, and supporting us. As always, feel free to get in touch with us via social media or message boards. Thank you to you two for a fantastic regular season. It's been a blast. Loved every second of it. Can't wait to talk about the playoffs, but most importantly, stay safe, everyone.